Hello. We hope you are enjoying this series on the convergence, uniting the tribes in the interspiritual age. For those of you looking to take a deeper dive into any of this amazing material, Dr. Kurt Johnson has created an entire online learning program called Interspiritual Mastery, and we are thrilled to be hosting this course on our new education platform, One God Academy. The Interspiritual Mastery Program will take you on a guided journey through the amazing developments in spirituality, ecology, indigenous wisdom, and more, giving you a window seat to the dawn of the interspiritual age. For more information on this exciting new program, please go to onegod.com. That's the number one, G-O-D.com. And follow the links to the Academy. Join us in changing the world through the work of waking up and growing up. And let us all strive to unite the tribes in this interspiritual age. The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you are concerned for the future of our world, you want to know that what we do right now will affect things tomorrow. For our children, their children, and generations to come, welcome to The Convergence, featuring Dr. Kurt Johnson, Ben Bowler, and Doug King, plus contributions from our correspondents located across the globe. You'll connect religion and spirituality and learn their roles in making this world a better place. Now, The Convergence. Hello, my name is Ben Bowler from OneGod.com. Together with our partners at the Interspiritual Network and Presence TV, we are thrilled to welcome you to this 13-part radio series called The Convergence, Uniting the Tribes in the Interspiritual Age. The last five decades have seen unprecedented advancement in science and technology. This has accelerated the rate of intercultural engagement as boundary-driven worldviews developed in relative isolation for centuries, are increasingly exposed to other ways of seeing and being in the world. This both challenges and informs views on spirituality, religion and philosophy. When faced with new and different ways of thinking, we can either contract and consolidate our views, which leads to fundamentalism and conflict, or we can evolve and expand our ideas, which leads to new opportunities for harmony, resonance and even convergence. This series is dedicated to the important work of navigating through this evolutionary leap. At the same time consciousness is expanding, the challenges on a global scale are also rapidly increasing. The question is this, will we wake up, will we grow up, just in time to turn this thing around? If we are to do that, then the time is now. It is in this spirit that we present to you this series, The Convergence, a journey of waking up and growing up with Dr. Kurt Johnson and friends, together with some of the world's leading philosophers, thinkers, artists and visionaries, we explore the leading edges of spirituality, activism and a host of interconnected fields, all essential in moving our planet forward towards a peaceful, positive future. 
It is my pleasure to introduce to you now your series host, Dr. Kurt Johnson. Introduction to the Convergence series here on Voice America. This is Dr. Kurt Johnson of the Interspiritual Network, and it's my real privilege to be hosting this series over the next 14 weeks. On the Convergence, we'll be talking about waking up and growing up across nearly 20 passion areas of skillful development needed across our world for real transformation toward the world that works for all. And our guest for framing this discussion and series is the pioneer integral philosopher Ken Wilbur. As he will emphasize, we are in a pivotal time in history where the elements of inner work and outer work can finally be joined at the global level. Either that, or we have a big town, big downturn, perhaps, in our history, which, of course, none of us want. Ken is one of the most important philosophers in the world today. He is the most widely translated academic writer in America, with 25 books translated into over 30 languages, and widely acknowledged as the most comprehensive philosophical thinker of our times. From academic philosophers to Silicon Valley entrepreneurs and futurists, it is widely held that exposure to Wilbur's comprehensive worldviews changes lives and world directions. Wilbur is especially relevant today because he is the originator of the first truly comprehensive or integrative philosophy aptly named integral theory. Incorporating cultural studies, anthropology, systems theory, developmental psychology, biology, and spirituality, it has been applied in fields as diverse as ecology, sustainability, psychotherapy, psychiatry, education, business, medicine, politics, sports, and art. In short, the integral approach is the coherent organization, coordination, and harmonization of all the relevant practices, methodologies, and experiences that are now available to human beings. Wilbur himself states, you can't realistically honor various methods and fields without showing how they fit together. And this is how to make a genuine world philosophy. And as can be seen by any of you by a little bit of internet search, most of our global movers and shakers concur. So I want to introduce Ken Wilbur now to give his initial thoughts on this series, The Convergence, Uniting the Tribes in the Inner Spiritual Age, A Journey in Waking Up and Growing Up. Thank you, Kurt. Hello, my friends. This is Ken Wilbur, and I want to say what an honor it is to be here with all of you for this incredibly important conversation. I can put my offerings to this dialogue in a few short sentences. We now have compelling evidence from around the world that human beings have at least two very different types of spiritual engagement. One, what might be called spiritual intelligence, which is how we think about and picture or conceive spirit or an ultimate reality. And two, what we might call direct spiritual experience, or how we directly and immediately experience this ultimate reality. Think about it or directly experience it. And my point is that both of these engagements are equally important. Both of them bring something absolutely crucial to the table of what we call religion or spirituality. Spiritual intelligence is behind a path that we call growing up. And direct spiritual experiences drive a path we call waking up. 
So we'll be covering both spiritual growing up and spiritual waking up. The striking surprise in all of this is that the stages or steps in the path of waking up have been known by humanity for thousands of years, going back perhaps as early as 50,000 years ago with the first great shamanic voyages. But the steps in the path of growing up and the path of growing up itself were only discovered around 100 years ago. This was much too recent for growing up to be included in any of the great wisdom traditions of waking up. And indeed, there is not a single religion or spiritual system anywhere in the world that displays any sophisticated understanding of the steps in the path of growing up. This means that virtually all of the world's great religious traditions are deficient in any understanding of what we are calling the path of spiritual growing up. Of course, they all had very cogent ideas about what something called growing up means, but they were deficient in an understanding of the specific stages of unfolding that we are technically calling that of growing up, which were only introduced a hundred years ago and really only investigated and studied in the last few decades. But the discovery of these stages of growing up constitutes one of the truly greatest and most profound discoveries about human growth and development that's ever occurred. So I'm briefly going to try to describe this path of growing up, its recently discovered steps or stages, why it's so profoundly important, and why any spiritual path that leaves them out is truly an incomplete approach to a full spirituality. It's not an exaggeration to say that this is a, a truly revolutionary pivot point in humanity's spiritual history, where we can, for the first time, create a spirituality that fully includes both growing up and waking up. So in our next segment, I will offer a brief summary of the very extensive research that has been done in discovering these steps and stages of a spiritual growing up, and how these stages themselves are so important because they actually govern how we will interpret and thus experience any fact or event or experience, including sensory experience, mental experience, and spiritual experience. In other words, the stage we are at in our growing up will determine how we actually experience any happening in our path of waking up. That is, how we will actually interpret and experience our spiritual experiences, our waking up experiences. Ever wonder how, throughout history, religion has almost always claimed to be, and almost certainly is, the single greatest source of love, compassion, and moral sensibility? And yet it is also almost undoubtedly the single greatest source of hatred, murder, torture, and war? How could the same waking up or spiritual experiences cause such dramatically different results? And the answer is, according to this new research, that individuals who are advanced in the path of growing up almost always have a loving, caring, heart-opening, all people embracing experience of waking up to spirit. 
And yet those low in the path of growing up almost always experience instead an egocentric power drive that energizes hatred, torture, and murder. And it's always, you'll have noted, all done in the name of their God. So what we want to do, of course, if all of this is anywhere near true, is make sure that our spiritual engagements from now on fully include both a growing up and a waking up at their core. If we did that, religion would stop being deeply suspect in the eyes of the modern and postmodern world and instead take its place as a primary motivator for worldwide peace, harmony, solidarity, and loving care. friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Do you just seem to be stuck in the same pattern over and over? Sometimes life seems to be about just spinning your wheels. It never has to be that way. Listen for Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with host Christy Ellen, the Mosaic Shaman. Mosaic art is a lot like pieces of our lives. They just need to be put back together, one piece at a time. You deserve to live a happy life. We hope you'll tune in. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden airs live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Hello. We hope you are enjoying this series on the Convergence, uniting the tribes in the interspiritual age. For those of you looking to take a deeper dive into any of this amazing material, Dr. Kurt Johnson has created an entire online learning program called Interspiritual Mastery, and we are thrilled to be hosting this course on our new education platform, One God Academy. The Interspiritual Mastery Program will take you on a guided journey through the amazing developments in spirituality, ecology, indigenous wisdom, and more giving you a window seat to the dawn of the interspiritual age. For more information on this exciting new program, please go to onegod.com. That's the number one, G-O-D.com. And follow the links to the Academy. Join us in changing the world through the work of waking up and growing up. And let us all strive to unite the tribes in this interspiritual age. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You 
are tuned in to The Convergence. You may connect with our program today by calling toll-free 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send us an email to info at onegod.com. That's I-N-F-O at the number one, God.com. Now back to this week's program. This is Dr. Kurt Johnson welcoming you back to The Convergence. Thank you so much, Ken Wilber, for giving us that introduction to waking up and growing up. This view of the necessary balance of the inner and outer work will certainly help frame the contributions of this ongoing series, whether it's from consciousness and science leaders like Deepak Chopra, climate and environmental leaders like Karen Gore and Michael Dowd, political and economic influencers like David Sloan Wilson and Stephen Dynan, or leaders from across our religions like Brian McLaren and Rob Bell. So thanks, Ken, so much. Now, as you've emphasized, this is not simply a matter of understanding just inner and outer work. It is understanding that at this time in history, waking up has been around a long time but it didn't necessarily address the needed levels of behavioral growth that our species must attain. What we have to understand today about growing up is this historical and pivotal opportunity. So, Ken, to continue, how would you describe and give examples of these needed stages of growing up? So what are some examples of these stages of growing up? First, let me say that a recent discovery about human intelligence is that it consists not just of one intelligence, as has usually been thought, namely cognitive intelligence measured by the all-important IQ test. Rather, humans have up to around a dozen or so multiple intelligences. In addition to cognitive intelligence, they have emotional intelligence, moral intelligence, interpersonal intelligence, mathematical intelligence, linguistic intelligence, aesthetic intelligence, and, yes, as we earlier mentioned, a spiritual intelligence. An important part of this discovery is that as different as these multiple intelligences are, they are often called lines of development, they all grow and unfold to the same major levels of development. So, different lines, same levels. And the actual process of a multiple intelligence or a line of development growing and evolving through these levels of development is what is called growing up in each of those lines. So we have a cognitive growth and development or cognitive growing up. We have an emotional growth and development or emotional growing up. We have a moral growth and development or moral growing up. And we have a spiritual growth and development, or spiritual growing up. It's because these general levels of development, with each one becoming more and more complex, more conscious, more whole and integrated, it's because those levels are a very real development that we have a growing up in the first place. And because these stages or levels of development cannot be seen simply by looking within or introspecting, unlike the direct experiences of waking up, which are fully conscious, but because these stages or levels of growing up development are pre-conscious, in the background, hidden frameworks that are busy interpreting every single experience that we have, 
But because of that, we can't see them by simply looking within. And that's why they weren't discovered until around 100 years ago. Again, unlike the direct experiences waking up, which were discovered, we estimated, around 50,000 years ago. And this is why no spiritual system anywhere in the world is aware of these stages of growing up, which is actually how we become truly and genuinely matured and evolved in all of our intelligences, including spiritual intelligence. So what are some of these stages of growing up? Because we have a limited amount of time here, I'm just going to blurt them out and then give a few resources where those interested can follow up. It's a little hard to find worldwide names for these levels because they apply to all of the multiple lines or intelligences and any specific name will tend to favor just one or two of these lines, which can be very misleading. So often researchers will just use colors or numbers. We use both, but there are some names that are less offensive than others and manage to cover a fair amount of ground. So I'll give some of those. A variation on one set of names that works fairly well are the ones given by an absolute genius of developmental studies by the name of Gene Gepser. His careful research and his historical research indicated that all humans grow and evolve through stages that he called the archaic stage, the magic stage, the mythic stage, the rational stage, the pluralistic stage, and the integral stage. And in fact, in a book I did called Integral Psychology, I included charts of over 100 different developmental models and what was so fascinating is that almost all of them had variations on the same basic six to eight major levels of development, all of them quite similar to Gebser's stages. So what we're saying, and we'll point out in more detail in just a moment, is that a person can have a profound experience of spiritual waking up, but that experience can and will be interpreted differently according to the stage of growing up that is having the experience. So it will be interpreted in either archaic terms or magic terms or mythic literal terms or rational terms or pluralistic terms or integral terms. Now to see what that means and why it's so important, I'll give a simpler model of growing up development which makes its importance quite clear. This is Carol Gilligan's model of moral development or moral growing up for women. Gilligan became a feminist icon with her book, In a Different Voice, where she suggested that men and women reason differently as they move through the stages of moral growing up, with men emphasizing autonomy and women relationships. But both men and women go through what she identified as four major stages of moral growing up. Now her simplified model of four growing up stages is just a condensed version of the more common six to eight stages, but for that reason is simpler to grasp, so we'll use that. Her stage one she called selfish, which we also call egocentric or self-centered and narcissistic. 
the woman cares only for herself. At Gilligan's second stage of moral growing up, which she called care, the woman extends care from just herself to an entire group. It could be her family, her tribe, her nation, her religious members, her political party, or so on. But it's just one group set apart from all the others. So it has a strong us versus them attitude. So we also call this general stage ethnocentric or special group centered. And because of that, it tends to be racist or sexist or homophobic or xenophobic and so on. It has an ethnocentric prejudice. That disappears at stage three, which Gilligan calls not care, but universal care. Since the woman now extends moral care and concern from just her group to all groups or to all human beings, regardless of race, color, sex, creed, or religion, which we therefore call world-centric, global-centered, or all-humans-centered. And finally, at stage four, which Gilligan calls integrated, the woman integrates both feminine and masculine attitudes in herself. This is Gepser's integral stage. sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Hi friends, this is Ben from OneGod.com with a special announcement. We hope you're enjoying this radio series, The Convergence, a journey of waking up and growing up with Dr. Kurt Johnson and friends. Many of the ideas that have gone into making this series had their original expression through Kurt's landmark book, The Coming Into Spiritual Age. It's a modern-day spiritual classic full of inspired thinking and heralding an optimistic future right within our grasp. As a special gift to listeners of The Convergence, Dr. Johnson is giving you the first four chapters as a gift. In these first 50 pages, Kurt and co-author David Ord lay out the framework for their grand, integrated, interspiritual vision, a vision that Ken Wilber says might very well change your world. To get your free download of this incredible gift, just go to onegod.com, that's the number one, G-O-D.com, and follow the links. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are tuned in to The Convergence. You may connect with our program today by calling toll-free 1-866-472-5795. 
That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send us an email to info at onegod.com. That's I-N-F-O at the number one, God.com. Now back to this week's program. Dr. Kurt Johnson again, welcoming you back to The Convergence. Ken Wilber, thanks so much for that elaboration of waking up and growing up. So let's continue. Can you unpack for us a little bit more what it means that waking up and growing up are quite distinct and represent parallel paths? both of which require our urgent attention at this time, and especially how they are understood across the world's religions and spiritual traditions who could claim to be, and actually are, the reservoirs of our deeper understandings of what moral, ethical, and idealist development are clearly about. So each increasingly higher stage is more inclusive, more encompassing, and therefore more moral, more caring, and more loving. Now, of extreme importance, and this is really one of the major points here, is that the stages of growing up and those of waking up are quite independent. So you could be very high in waking up and very low in growing up, or vice versa, or any combination. And so perhaps you can start to see how a spiritual experience of waking up that was experienced by, say, an ethnocentric us-versus-them stage would be quite differently interpreted than one experienced by a world-centric, all-embracing stage. The former, the ethnocentric stage, would be very fundamentalist, think that it had the one and only true approach to God, be ready to engage in holy warfare at the drop of a hat, and generate a very divided and querulous world while the latter, the world-centric stage, would see that there were many different spiritual systems throughout the world, yet each of them might have some very profound and important truths for all of us. It certainly would not engage in religious holy war. So that's just the beginning of why including both growing up and waking up is so crucial in understanding a truly genuine approach to religion. And let me just note that research shows that around 60 to 70% of the world's population are at ethnocentric or lower levels of development. That's frightening. We can probably start to see that the goal of a fully comprehensive spiritual engagement would be for individuals to evolve significantly in both of those paths, and not just one, both growing up and waking up. We'll take up exactly those points in our next segment. So how could somebody be at a very high state of waking up and yet be at a quite low stage of growing up? Isn't a high state of waking up characterized by what's generally called a state of oneness or a union of the soul and God, what the Sufis call the supreme identity, or a union of emptiness and form? a union of nirvana and all, samsara, and so on? Yes, and it's true that somebody who was at, say, merely an ethnocentric, mythic, literal stage of growing up, if they experience the state of ultimate unity consciousness, would indeed experience a oneness with their entire world. 
what the Tibetans call one taste. But their, quote, entire world only goes up to the ethnocentric level. It doesn't include the world-centric level nor the integral level. And thus the person experiencing this state of, quote, oneness would not really be one with the entire world. They would only be one up to their ethnocentric world. And so they might still harbor racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, and so on, prejudiced and biased ideas. We all know mystics who have had profound waking up experiences and yet remain very narrow-minded. You can look at the book Zen at War and find several Zen masters highly respected for the degree of their enlightenment or their waking up, and yet they are still espousing some very ethnocentric and bigoted ideas from a low level of growing up. Or take the origin of the profound paths of liberation themselves, the profound paths of waking up, particularly during the great axial period around the first millennium BCE, which was largely Gebser's mythic era and was deeply ethnocentric. Even though the cultures where that happened had discovered this ultimate unity consciousness or full waking up, that didn't stop them from having slavery. That is, they were racist. And all of the cultures were patriarchal, with women treated as second-class citizens, if that. That is, they were deeply sexist. Many were homophobic, imperialistic, and jingoistic. Their profound waking-up experiences were not enough to cure them from their relatively low levels of growing up. Those deep spiritual experiences did not cure them then, and they won't cure us now. To these states of deep waking up must be added the higher stages of growing up, or potentially unifying spiritual experience will simply be interpreted in egocentric, narcissistic, selfish terms, or ethnocentric, our group only, bigoted terms, and all in the name of their God, or their spirit, or their chosen path. This understanding, for the first time in history, unlocks the reason that what William James called the varieties of religious experience can drive anything from narrow me-only and my-God-only interpretations and hence support anything from terrorism to a Spanish Inquisition to an Irish Catholic versus Protestant warfare of devastating dimensions or something called ISIS, all of them proffered again in the very name of their chosen ethnocentric God. Or why, on the other hand, a profound waking up can drive a Meister Eckhart or St. Teresa of Avila or Abhinavagupta or Padmasambhava Postmodernism has taught us that any experience goes through the filter of a person's gender, their language, their culture, and many other factors. And it's time that we add to that list one's level of growing up as well, because it's profoundly influential. James Fowler did a series of brilliant research projects that demonstrated for the first time that an individual's spiritual faith what we are calling their spiritual intelligence, their spiritual growing up, goes through six or seven major stages of development, just like every other major line of development does. 
His stages were almost exactly those of Gebser's archaic, magic, mythic, rational, pluralistic, and integral. And those fit with Gilligan's stages in that Gebser's archaic and magic are egocentric. His mythic literal is ethnocentric. His rational and pluralistic are world-centric. And his integral is integrated with his very highest stage embracing the essentials of all the previous stages in a generally all-inclusive and all-embracing framework. This type of all-embracing or integral framework is the viewpoint that I represent. And as for the reality of these levels or stages of growing up, evidence for these stages has been checked in some lines in over 40 different cultures, and there have been found no major exceptions to them. These levels have been checked in cultures that include Amazonian rainforest tribes, Australian Aborigines, Mexican workers, Indianapolis housewives, and Harvard professors. They truly are worldwide and cross-cultural realities. And thus they fit easily and perfectly into an integral framework that holds the possibility of a true trans-religious religion. That is a meta-framework that makes room for all the necessary elements of a truly full and complete and all-encompassing spirituality. That allows us to move religion into what has also been called an inter-spirituality. The term was first used by Brother Wayne Teasdale, who also came to see the integral framework as a genuine foundation for a real inter-spirituality. So let us take these revolutionary new discoveries as yet another turning of evolution's constant drive to create higher and wider and deeper holes and unities and oneness. Let us see evolution as spirit in action and accept this new emergent integral truth as yet another communique from spirit itself, pointing us once again to even deeper and more whole and more unified realities. sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Do you just seem to be stuck in the same pattern over and over? Sometimes life seems to be about just spinning your wheels. It never has to be that way. Listen for Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with host Christy Ellen, the Mosaic Shaman. 
Mosaic art is a lot like pieces of our lives. They just need to be put back together, one piece at a time. You deserve to live a happy life. We hope you'll tune in. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden airs live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Hello. We hope you are enjoying this series on the Convergence, uniting the tribes in the interspiritual age. For those of you looking to take a deeper dive into any of this amazing material, Dr. Kurt Johnson has created an entire online learning program called Interspiritual Mastery, and we are thrilled to be hosting this course on our new education platform, One God Academy. The Interspiritual Mastery Program will take you on a guided journey through the amazing developments in spirituality, ecology, indigenous wisdom, and more, giving you a window seat to the dawn of the interspiritual age. For more information on this exciting new program, please go to onegod.com. That's the number one, G-O-D.com. And follow the links to the Academy. Join us in changing the world through the work of waking up and growing up. And let us all strive to unite the tribes in this interspiritual age. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You take my vote, I'll take your hate, it's still the same. You are tuned in to The Convergence. You may connect with our program today by calling toll-free 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send us an email to info at onegod.com. That's I-N-F-O at the number one, God.com. Now back to this week's program. This is Dr. Kurt Johnson welcoming you back to The Convergence. Thanks, Ken Wilber, for bringing this conversation from our understanding at just the individual level to our considerations now in a global perspective. So how would you cap off your introduction to us about waking up and growing up, combining our understandings of the individual and collective levels, our day-to-day lives, and the fate of the world, especially in the light of the millennial of ethical, moral, and idealist teachings of our world wisdom traditions, what you so often call their mandate to be a conveyor belt? So what we have seen is that there are at least two different measures of the degree of spiritual engagement that any individual can embrace. There is the path of waking up or direct spiritual experience that is the core experience of spirituality itself and takes an individual from a sense of being an isolated, separate self-sense through various intermediate realizations to an ultimate unity consciousness where the individual directly feels one with spirit and one with his or her entire world. That's waking up. But what constitutes the individual's entire world, the entire world that they will become one with, depends profoundly on the stage of growing up that the individual is at when they directly experience a waking up. Will their, quote, entire world be the selfish stage of growing up? be just himself or herself, so that they think if they are Christian and have a oneness with God waking up experience, that they themselves and only them are Jesus Christ himself? Our mental institutions are full of people who believe that. 
Or have they moved to the next higher stage of growing up, from an egocentric to an ethnocentric identity, and thus feel that their group is the chosen people, alone touched by God, and that their group, and their group alone, has the one true way, and all other humans need to be convinced, or coerced, or even tortured and killed if they don't accept the one true God? Many religious believers today think that a person can achieve a true salvation only by accepting their religion's one and only true God and that God's representative. Every terrorist group believes this, as does every fundamentalist in every religion worldwide. Or have they moved all the way to world-centric and feel that all people, regardless of race, color, sex, or religious creed, have equal access to authentic spirit and the groundless ground of all being? It was only at Vatican II that the Catholic Church hesitantly admitted this, thus moving from their two millennia old ethnocentric stance of the one and only true way to a genuinely world-centric stance. Or perhaps even to an integral stage, which sees some significance in all the previous stages, if for no other reason than they, they are all stages in a human being's overall growth and development, so that none of them can be skipped or ignored. Because a key discovery about growing up is that everybody is born at square one, at archaic, selfish, or egocentric, and has to begin their growth and development from there in any line so that all of these stages have to be included in any comprehensive view. This growing up component has not been explicitly included in any of the world's great systems of spirituality or of waking up, nor have these growing up stages been acknowledged by any of the world's various types of religious, uh, parliament of religious gatherings. And the main reason is that these growing up stages cannot be seen by merely looking within or introspecting or meditating or contemplating. It's only been in the last few decades that these growing up stages have been fully understood and significantly applied to spiritual experiences and religious beliefs with the dramatic discovery that these growing up stages determine almost entirely exactly how spiritual realities of all sorts will be interpreted and thus actually experienced. And waking up and growing up are independent variables. You can be high in one, low in the other, or any combination of both. So you can indeed be at a very high level of waking up and yet still at a rather low level of growing up. And whereas followers of just waking up will think that any experience of waking up is a wonderful thing, research has shown that the lower stages of growing up will incline this individual to rigid fundamentalism, narrow-minded ethnocentric prejudices, and even terrorism of all sorts. Waking up alone is not an inherent good nor is growing up alone. Both truly must be included if spirituality is to reach its highest and truest and most authentic dimensions. So the only cure for this is to start including both growing up and waking up in our overall engagement with spirituality from now on, 
or simply included in our educational and self-improvement practices in general. For the first time in history, we have cracked a deep dimension of spirituality itself. Not just how to spiritually wake up, but how to spiritually grow up. And our approach to spirit will never be the same. Movements such as interspirituality and integral spirituality are ones that are including these much more comprehensive, adequate, and complete spiritual practices, and they deserve our closest attention. The very existence of a global humanity itself, including its earth and the commonwealth of being, very likely depend exactly on doing so. This is Ken, and it's been a pleasure and an honor to spend this time with you. Please take care. Welcome back. You've been listening to integral philosopher Ken Wilbur summarize his understanding of waking up and growing up to frame this 14-week series, The Convergence. It's really been important to us and all the other guests across this series to have Ken agree to frame it in the context of his understanding of the inner work and outer work needed for real global transformative change. This pivotal relationship of the world's millennial wisdom traditions and the actual nuts and bolts of step-by-step work toward real global change. Now, Ken's been gracious enough to prepare two extensive videos for us, and you'll be able to locate these at our webpage, onegod.com, that's numeral one, god.com, slash convergence, which is also the webpage keyed at our show page at voiceamerica.com, seventh wave channel. And these will also appear at Ken's websites at integrallife.com. At all of these sources, you're going to see much more detailed information, not only on this episode, but all 13 episodes of the series. So you'll also see at our webpage a link to a video Ken made for us last summer, which already has 50,000 views. And you're going to see a notation of UDAY2017.com, which is a festival that we'll be doing in February at the end of this series. So, okay, over the next 13 weeks, you'll be able to join us for discussions with Ken Wilbur, Deepak Chopra, Brian McLaren, Karenna Gore, Rob Bell, Myra Jackson, Thomas Keating, Stephen Dynan, Patricia Albert, Greg Braden, Michael Dowd, Peto Banton, Diane Williams, David Sloan Wilson, Steve Farrell, and many, many more. Now, Ken will join us again next week when we center on the waking up aspect of waking up and growing up an episode dedicated to discussing spiritual exploration and spiritual practice. He'll be joined by renowned spiritual interfaith leader, Father Thomas Keating. And it's fitting, since both Ken and Father Keating were close associates of the acknowledged father of the global interspiritual movement, the late Brother Wayne Teasdale. Father Keating will lead a dialogue with other prominent spokespersons on spiritual consciousness, and Ken will lead a discussion on embodied spiritual technologies uh, like yoga. We're also planning to provide a video on these subjects as well, so keep your eyes out at onegod.com slash convergence and at voiceamerica.com. You're particularly going to be interested in our November 17th episode called The Road to 2020, which will describe a number of exciting prospects, projects, that all of the members on this series are putting together on a worldwide level. And that episode will actually also be replayed on Thanksgiving Day. 
So finally, in closing here, we want to note we're offering a number of free explorations into the world that we're talking about for these next 14 weeks. So check out the URLs I just mentioned. By letting us know your email address there, you're going to be able to get a lot of gratis materials that you can obtain that will just further inspire this whole voyage that we're taking together. So thanks to all of you who have joined us this week, and we look forward to you joining myself, Father Thomas Keating, and Ken Wilbur, and a number of other guests next week on the Convergence, Uniting the Tribes in the Inner Spiritual Age, a journey of waking up and growing up. Thank you for joining our team, Dr. Kurt Johnson, Ben Bowler, and Doug King for The Convergence. We invite you to tune in again next Thursday at 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel for another edition of the program. Until we talk again, have an outstanding week. Like tragedies, democracy wakes up diseased. Yeah, 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 yeah. Religion and spirituality hold their places in society today, but where exactly do they fit in? Does activism truly result in global change? Join interspiritual pioneer and scientist Dr. Kurt Johnson along with interfaith leaders Ben Bowler and Doug King, and a host of correspondents for The Convergence, a groundbreaking show that affects our future and that of the world. Tune in every Thursday starting at 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel for The Convergence. Don't miss out. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.